Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Tomorrow on the show, very excited, Greg Bell uh, covers the Seattle Seahawks for the Tacoma News Tribune. Nobody better at covering the Seattle Seahawks, knowing what's going on, paying attention, knowing football, but also knowing the team inside and out than Greg Bell. So we're certainly uh, excited uh, to have him on. Uh, uh, That will be uh, tomorrow afternoon. Off we go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in a second-year cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks playing in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs at Lambeau Field against Green Bay Sunday. Trey Flowers on with us. Trey, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, I would think that you're good. You got your first uh, playoff win uh, uh, yesterday in Philadelphia. What was it like to play in Philadelphia? And then Carson Wentz, of course, goes down early. And how, did, how much did that shift the dynamic of that football game? I think it changed his a lot. You know, um, our plan was to go in and really stop them from scoring points, and we held them to no touchdowns. They got all field goals, so our game plan worked. When your defense is playing well, because I know you guys have been a little bit up and down, but when you play your best football, you guys have been so good defensively. What's going right? What's going well for Seattle when Seattle's playing good defense? I think it's just, it's just everybody flying to the ball, everybody doing their job and knowing what we can do. Um, me personally, I got to clean up some penalties, and I think it would have been a perfect game by by the defense as a whole. You guys have been so good on the road this season. I think just one loss on the road all year long, and you know, as a fifth seed, then that's going to be the road basically to go to the Super Bowl, which is the goal. When you got to go now to Green Bay, how much confidence do you take into this game, knowing that hey, you guys have gotten it done away from Century League all season? Yeah, that's the thing. That's our motto. We've done it before, and why not do it again? Why not keep going? And and then take us to the Super Bowl. Trey Flowers joining us, cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks. And, Trey, uh, the the Green Bay Packers, obviously a little different animal than Philadelphia, especially when Carson Wentz goes down. So when you take a look at Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and the rest of that offense, what do you see in Green Bay? 
um, like you said, just an explosive offense. Uh, they got a real good running game. They got Aaron Rodgers back there. Really good receivers to complement them. So they're a really explosive team, and we got our hands full this week. The Seattle defense has been a, 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 in a point of evolution this whole year because you guys added some guys to the mix. They've kind of gotten their feet wet. But as as Jadavion Clowney and Ziggy Ansah have, have sort of emerged and, and been able to contribute more, how has that changed just the entire complexion of the defense? I think it uh, it just adds another weapon to us. You know, we were playing good. We were playing up and down all year, like you said, and them getting back to it, them getting pass rushes, amazing thing. Them just doing what they have to do is it's gonna make everybody better. Trey, it's such a unique sort of culture and and philosophy on football that Seattle has with with John Schneider, obviously, and Coach Carroll. When you get selected in the fifth round as a cornerback to Seattle, that rings a lot of bells of uh, <laughs> of a guy who played there and was pretty good as an All Pro in Richard Sherman. When you got there, what did you think? And, and was there did you feel like there was a certain parallel maybe between what you could be and wanted to be and what had already been established there? Uh, definitely, yeah. Just what's been established. What's the standard? of this team and the secondary on this team. You know, we feel like the, the Legion of Boom really set, changed the NFL forever, and they definitely changed the Seahawks. So we have an image and we have a standard to uphold. Stepping in and trying to take over for those guys, they, I mean, they are one, are the, one of the most legendary secondaries in NFL history. So did you guys feel pressure, or did that motivate you at all, trying to live up to that standard? Yeah, I wouldn't say pressure. I mean, all, all we can do is be ourselves and, they trusted us by drafting us and putting us on the field, so it's up to us to do our job and do what we have to do to get get wins. Trey, I'm always interested in this part of it, kind of the, the, the regional part of it, because you're from Texas originally. You play college ball at Oklahoma State. You get drafted into the upper corner of the United States in the Northwest. <laughs> what was it like when you go, oh, man, Seattle, Washington? I wonder what that's going to be like. What's it been like for you to be there the last couple of years now? It was, it's been great so far. They kind of fooled me. I got up here in the summertime when I got drafted. <laughs> so I thought it was going to be like that all year. But nah, I loved it. And um, people open, had me here with open arms. And it's a great community, great fan base. And I love it here. One Montana connection uh, from Oklahoma, from your days at Oklahoma State. I'm not sure if you crossed paths with this guy very much at all, but Jason McAdoo, who's the tight ends coach there at Oklahoma State, he was at Montana State for a long time, a guy I got to know pretty well. Did you have any crossover with Coach McAdoo while you were at Oklahoma State? Yes, sir. I, um, he was there my senior year. Very good coach. I, I always talk to him when I get a chance, and um, yeah, I plan on making my trip back to Stillwater. So, yeah, I'll see him again. The, the state of the Oklahoma State program, well, I mean, it, Mike Gunny's been there for so long now. So, what do, I mean, that's a rare thing now in college football. What do you think has helped Coach Gundy stay at Oklahoma State as long as he has? I think it's just his, um, what he's teaching, his consistency, and how, how he molded us, I would say, how, he, how we grew up and everything that he's taught me, I, I still use to this day. And I think uh, the people around him know that, and they're only going to keep going up. Trey Flowers joining us, cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle playing in Green Bay. That game at 4.40 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN Radio. And, Trey, you've now played in your second playoff game in your career. You're going to be playing in your third one the first time in the divisional round. How different is the playoff atmosphere from the regular season? Uh, I, try not to, I try not to think about it as much as I can. As, <laughs> as hard as that sounds, as easy as that sounds. It's, um, it's that you definitely feel the energy from different teams. And um, me playing defense, they're actually kind of quiet, so it kind of works our benefit. Being on the road, we get to communicate a little better, so got to break down a lot of film, and hopefully we see something. 
you know, the the Packers-Seahawks recent history has been an insane one from the, the quote, fail Mary to the NFC Championship game, which was the, the craziest game I've ever seen. I realize it's a unique day, it's a unique year, all that kind of stuff, but is the history of this sort of matchup play in, or have you guys thought about that, talked about that yet? Definitely talked about it. I mean, everybody on the team has social media, so it's brought up to us, and I'm sure everybody's watching the same videos I have. It's, uh, I'm just grateful to be a part of it and add to it. You know, it's going to be a great game. Everybody's chasing a playoff berth in the NFL, but now you're into the playoffs. You've won a playoff game. Now you're into the final eight of the NFL playoffs, and so you're just a couple steps away from that ultimate goal of going to the Super Bowl. How's the mindset need to change to, to continue to, to progress and stay alive in this tournament? Uh, the mindset changed last week, you know, just coming into it, coming into the playoffs. It was a new season. Everything before didn't matter. And last game didn't matter again. So you just start over each week and keep going and keep going. Eventually you'll run out of games. Well, Trey, we'll finish off for you with this. Finish the sentence for me. The Seattle Seahawks win in Lambeau if? If we get takeaways, if we get turnovers, for sure. <laughs> Trey, we appreciate it, man. Great to have you on with us. We appreciate the time. Best of luck this week, okay? Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Trey Flowers, cornerback, Seattle Seahawks, uh, joining us here on Two Tell Nuanas. Interesting to hear, you know, we talk about this, you know, talk about crowd noise and everything like that that's going on when you're playing, you know, in, you know, Minnesota, for instance, in in uh, New Orleans, you know, how are they going to deal with that? But nobody thinks about the other side of the ball. You know, the defenders have to talk to each other, too. And how hard is it to communicate if you're the Seahawks in Century Lake? Pretty dang hard. You know, defensively, when everybody's just going crazy. So, that, you know, that's kind of an interesting thing that falls under the radar a little bit. But obviously the Seahawks, 17-9 victory over Philadelphia. Carson Wentz gets knocked out. The game completely shifted from that point. I mean, it was it was pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered, barring, uh, you know, major mistakes by the Seahawks, uh, which is one thing they don't do much of. I mean, Seattle... Seattle is a sound team, if nothing else, especially from a turnover standpoint with Russell Wilson at quarterback. So uh, that 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 game, look, I want to say any playoff win that you get is a great win. It's also a win that Seattle should have had, like they is oh, at that point forward, right? It's especially just, if you take out Carson. Wentz. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. When he goes down, this is this this goes up a whole nother level, uh, maybe two levels when you go into to Green Bay. Now you know me; I follow the Green Bay Packers very very closely. I'm far from sold on the Green Bay Packers, even at 13 and three and everything like that. They have been the least impressive of the buy teams. Now, look, if you're getting a buy, good for you. You deserve it. Okay, great. Nobody's going to you know, say anything to a 13-3 and football team. But nonetheless, it ain't the Baltimore Ravens, not even the Kansas City Chiefs, as far as I'm concerned, watching the way they've gone about it this season. And I also pay very close attention to the Seattle Seahawks. I think this is going to be a, another epic football game. This season in the NFL has been very interesting because... The, the element of knowing how to win and close games, which has always been of utmost importance in the yeah, league, has yeah. been on even higher level of display this year. There's We're down to eight teams, right? Mm-hmm. And if you were to just look at the talent on the roster, the guys that are on the roster, I think you could argue that the Minnesota Vikings have more talent across the board 
than either the Packers or the Seahawks. And I have been naysaying the Seahawks since day one. But what do the Seahawks know how to do? They know how to win. win close. They know how to yep. win close. Yep. And they have a leader in Russell Wilson who is an absolute winner. Yeah. And you see with a new breath of fresh air, Green Bay, I mean, how many games did Green Bay win this year that they would have lost last year just because of dysfunction, right? Yeah. I mean, they were they, they won six games True. based on Aaron Rodgers being more satisfied with the the guy in charge. I mean, the Niners have have really taken the league by storm with the way that they've used this unusual system on both sides of the ball, particularly right. the four running back set that they use and the prevalence of fullbacks and tight ends, power football. That that's that's been a sort of a revelation. So have the Ravens. It's been sort of a revelation. Mahomes' fever is not as hot as it was a year ago, but the Chiefs still have some stuff that's different than everybody in the league. Yeah. When you got Mahomes who can throw it to Tyreek Hill, you got something that everybody else doesn't have. Yeah. And that's a huge advantage. But those three teams are the only three that are sort of outside the box. The rest of the teams that made the playoffs and that remain in the playoffs are the teams that know how to win. And I think it's been very fascinating to watch because I think it's been more sharp than ever the margin of error in the NFL and just how close so many teams are to each other. Even if you're a really bad team, you're not that much away from a really good team. So much of the really good teams have really good records because of their ability to close games. That's it. Yeah. Well, we will talk about this game and so much more about the uh, divisional round of the playoffs throughout the course of the week. By the way, Green Bay installed as an uh, early four-point favorite. That is the uh, smallest line on the board in the uh, divisional round of the playoffs. So uh, there you go. Again, our thanks to Trey Flowers for joining us this afternoon. We'll take a break. Come back. Big Sky Conference basketball in absolute full swing. We'll spend some time looking at what happened over the weekend. Here's a preview. Nobody is left undefeated and nobody is left winless in the entire men's conference. So we will get into that right after this. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. The Montana Grizzly men's team got a close but nonetheless strong road win uh, at Southern Utah on Thursday night last week. Saturday, they continue the road trip. This is the second of a three-game road swing. Uh, They'll play uh, Eastern Washington this Thursday night in Cheney. Uh, But the Grizzlies go to uh, Northern Colorado, and they fall 74-66. Kendall Manuel, as good as he's been, uh, 30 points, and not just 30 points, only missed three shots Mm -hmm. from the field. I was 12 of 15. I think it was 13 of 16. 13 of 16. Absolutely outstanding night for Kendall Manuel. He got open early and was was 
the dude in this basketball game. But Hume and um, the the Northern Colorado team in general able to carry the day. They were ahead for most of this basketball game, and Montana ultimately loses their first one. They're now three and one, still atop. By the way, the Big Sky Conference standings. They're the only three and one team. On the men's side, there's a couple, in fact, four two-and-one teams that haven't played their fourth game yet, so presumably there'll be more three-and-one teams coming on down the line. But the Grizzlies, uh, uh, you know, a tough loss in a day where Kendall Manuel had an outstanding, you know, career type of night. Yeah, we talked about this after the Montana State-Northern Colorado game because twofold here. One, Jeff Linder, Northern Colorado's head coach, his defensive style, his his defensive identity is to chase teams off the three-point line more prevalently than any other team that the Big Sky Conference has. And they've, they've been among the national leaders in terms of three-point attempts allowed and three-point field goal percentage by their opponents. He, he's totally content to trade twos for threes. Because in, in all levels of basketball now, the three-point shot has just, it's become such a huge factor and so many teams rely so heavily on it and in the big sky there's multiple guys on multiple teams that don't do i mean like late a guy like Layden ricketts he's a catch and shoot three-point shooter at montana state that's all he does he can't create his own shot yeah well he can certainly score 15 points in the game if you get him open shots because he's a knockdown spot-up shooter and there's been guys across the league that are very much like that and it's a good strategy that northern colorado employs but secondly, they also have the best on-ball perimeter defender in the league, a guy who doesn't need help, yeah. and that's Jonah Radabaugh. He's a two-time defensive player of the year in the Big Sky Conference. He's absolutely, now that he's a senior, the best on-ball guy in the league. He had a couple competitors for that title, namely like Bobby Moorhead and Michael Oguine in Montana, but he is absolutely the King Kong when it comes to defensive players in the league right now. But then also the other guys that they're playing in Northern Colorado's rotation, uh, Jalen Saunders is a good shot blocker. And Sam Mastin is a very smart glue guy who's a smart basketball player, but he's actually a not good on-ball defender. But to mitigate that, I think we're going to see guys that are the second or third scoring options on teams score huge point totals, Mm. like Amin Adamu from Montana State did and like Kendall Manuel did, because Northern Colorado is going to solely focus on not allowing open threes in the flow of your offense and letting Radabaugh just bulldog your best on-ball guy. And that's what he did. I mean, you look at the stats. Manuel was 13 of 16, but he only shot three threes. He made all three of them, but he only shot three. And the other on-ball guys, I mean, Timmy Falls was over, right? I mean, he had no points. And what? And I don't, I can't remember Josh Vasquez's stat line, but you have it there. What was he? Josh Vasquez, one of six for two points. Timmy Falls, oh of seven for no points. So there you go. You got Radabaugh on the two main ball one handlers, of and those guys are one of 13. Yeah. That's the strategy. They're trading threes for twos. Manuel was able to get to his spots inside the arc. I thought he looked better than he has pro- probably in his first career in terms of creating his own shot, getting a mid-range jumper. That's part of the strategy. Is they want you to they want you to take the mid range rather than take ten three pointers it, if you're a shooter like him. It's completely true, but I also think that this marks a significant progression to me for Kendall Manuel in the following respect: he is only in his career, uh, college career, both at uh, at Oregon State and then since he's been back at Montana, been. <laughs> He has had the luxury of having so many guys who can drive the lane and ball handle and set him up that he can get to spots, catch and shoot. And he's 
he's he's knocked down. He's, he's an unbelievable shooter. But it's a very different thing when, at least at times, you have to be the one who's dribbling the ball, shooting off the dribble, shooting two-pointers in the lane, mid-range stuff, going to the hoop. Last year, he was not great going to the hole. He was not a great finisher around the basket. He has improved significantly in that because he's had to. And... Now he's starting to get into a place where he is more comfortable handling the ball, maneuvering in the smaller spaces inside the painted area and and at least inside of the three-point line and still, uh, you know, can knock it down from the outside. So that's a big, big part of this. But you're right. The strategy that Northern Colorado employs certainly worked in their favor, uh, you know, in this basketball game, and they come away with the victory in total. Uh, as I said, Montana three and one, Eastern Washington, Northern Colorado, Southern Utah, and Idaho State are all two and one, and then Sacramento State, Northern Arizona, Idaho, and Weber State are all one and three. Portland State sitting at the bottom right now at one and three. But the point is, we're four games in, four of a twenty-game schedule. Everybody's got a loss. Everybody has a win. I mean, this is this is what we sort of expected in this. And I thought Travis DeCure had an outstanding quote after the game. He said the following quote: "If you would have told me." We'd be three and one coming out of this. I'd take it. Everyone's going to beat each other, each other up in this league, and no one's going to go undefeated. But I have, I would have liked to have played a little better, not only for ourselves, but to send a message and put ourselves in a really good spot. Now we're right back in the bunch, and that's so true. Like he didn't have any, you know, mis- preconceptions that we're going to go undefeated. But to be four and zero oh and out there in front again is a big deal, right? And now they're not. We know the. <coughs> The headliners in the league, and we have talked about them already this year. I mean, everybody knows Jarek Harding at Weaver State. Everybody knows Mason Peatling at Eastern Washington. Everybody knows Harold Frey at Montana State. Everybody knows Saeed Pridget at, and Kendall Manuel at Montana. But like I've been saying for a couple weeks now, this league race is going to be all about who emerges because there's not right. these cores of really good guys, or uh, I shouldn't say really good, cores of really familiar faces. Exactly. It's, it's guys that we don't know yet that we're going to know soon. And watching the Northern Colorado game, I'll tell you this right now, one of the guys who was not getting the hype coming into the preseason that he probably should have and now absolutely will is Bodie Hume. Bodie Hume was the Big Sky freshman of the year last year, and he was awesome on Saturday against the Grizz. I mean, you got to realize we talked about the, the dichotomy, or I guess not the dichotomy. The we talked about the sort of perplexing nature of Colorado prep sports, and you know, why isn't there the the if you're the five A Colorado Player of the Year, why are you not better than the Big Sky Conference in football and basketball? Because yeah. largely you're not. But that said, Bodie Hume was that guy. I mean, he was the Colorado Player right. of the Year, and so regardless of what you think of the quality of of sports or whatever, that's a great get for Northern Colorado to get him because Hume is a. Uh, I'm not going to say he's a power five level player, but he's he's uh, more than just a mid major guy. I mean, he's a six foot six guard who shoots threes, but I mean, he's got incredible length, probably close to, if not more than, a seven foot wingspan. He's a great defensive. I mean, I, player. if you would have told me six six, I would have said you're lying. I mean, you I thought said he was taller, like, right? I, yeah, I thought he was six eight, maybe something like yeah, that. They list yeah. him at six six one ninety. Okay. I think the one ninety is what makes him look a little taller, but yeah. he has awesome <laughs> length though too. Yes, he does. But I mean, he's a really, great really, touch. really skilled yep. guy and. I mean, he's he's already hit 42 three-pointers this year. He's shooting almost 39% from beyond the arc. He's averaging 16.5 points a game, including almost 20 in mm-hmm. league play. And so him paired with Jonah Radabaugh, that's a good 
that's a good duo right there. And the other guy who's from Northern Colorado who might sneak up and be one of those guys who makes a name for himself is Trent Harris. He he lit up the Cats last year, both games. Brian Fish is <laughs> Brian Fish used to be the greatest coach at making sure that the best player on the other team didn't beat you. But then that became him being one of the worst coaches at letting the third or fourth best guy just kill you. Because they would sell out their defense to take out that premier guy. And then they would just leave wide open shooters to just drop bombs on them. And that's what Trent Harris did right. last year. But Harris took, took the next step. I mean, he's averaging double figures right now. He was great against the Cats and good against the Grizz. So in Northern Colorado, they actually have a, a trio there that's pretty darn good. And But I definitely think that Hume deserves to be mentioned among those elite players in the league. He does. And, and you know, I, I honestly don't know how much fanfare he didn't have, maybe just because he was a freshman, but you and I watched him in person last year went, holy cow, of course he's the freshman of the year, which is a big thing right. to get. And if you would have asked me, who is the best, who, 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 what's the team that has the best tandem of players? Mm-hmm. I might have told you Northern Colorado mm-hmm. with, with Jonah Radabaugh and, and Bodie Hume because you look at the elite players in this league coming into this season. Harold Frey at Montana State, Jarek Harding at, at uh, Weber, Saeed Pridgett at the University of Montana. Obviously, they're always going to have complimentary players, but there was not another all-conference-type guy. Certainly, there will be as they emerge, but going into the season, I mean, maybe Mason Peetling and who at, at Eastern Washington? Kim Aiken, Kim Aiken is, is that's the other right. one that I think. Uh, Kim Aiken is in the same vein as Bodie Hume, a who guy who really was great advanced. as a freshman, but now is is really looking good Absolutely. So but uh, you, said, you said the right thing, too. The complementary nature of what Hume and Radabaugh are together mm-hmm. is 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 massive in a sport like basketball. It's just five guys running around. So, uh, anyway, it's wide open once again. Well, it's always been wide open. It'll continue to be that. Uh, but uh, Montana drops a three and one. Other guys that I have seen so far this first four games in Big Sky basketball that I think are guys, if you really, really follow it in depth, you know who they are, but maybe that the common fan doesn't know quite yet. But guys that I think really have a chance to emerge, first of all, Jacob Davidson was probably in line to be a first-team all-league guy before he got hurt last year from Eastern Washington. And he's back, looks fully healthy. He's averaging 18 points per game. So that trio, Peatling, Davidson, and Kim Aiken, that's a great trio. Eastern Washington, they should be the league favorite coming in as they were voted. And I think that they, they really have a chance. Another guy who no one knows about, who you should know about soon, is Tariq Cool. What a, what a good name, first and foremost. But he's a junior college transfer at Idaho State. New head coach Ryan Looney brought him in. But he scored about 15 a game. He lit up Eastern Washington the other day. I mean, Eastern's one league loss was to Idaho State, of all teams, in Pocatello. So Tariq Cool is definitely a guy that has established himself as maybe an early candidate for um, Big Sky Newcomer of the Year. Jabril Bello at Montana State. I talked about him last week after watching him in person for the first time. But he, he's a true big. He's a real six foot nine who right. can who can score on the block. I think he is a, a guy that has a chance to be in that same vein as as breakout guys. And the other guy I was impressed with watching him against both the Grizz and the Cats was Luka Dolovich, who was a good shooter as a freshman last year, but kind of just. Same thing, relegated to sort of a role-playing role, but now he's in a way more of a scoring role in Northern Arizona, and he's been good early uh, in conference play as well. So that's the fun part about this. I mean, you know me. I was salty at the Sac State game with the Grizz because I was just like, man, there's just not as many good players in the league. You know, you don't have that Marcus Graves on Sac State that you're excited to watch when they're in town. Yep. You don't have that. Some of these other guys that have Jordan Davis at Northern Colorado. But there is there's some guys now that I'm actually seeing the teams up close and personal 
that definitely have a chance to be emergent stars. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Let's go over to the Lady Grizz culture. They were also 3-0 and heading into uh, the weekend basketball game, and they fell. Their first loss of the conference schedule to Northern Colorado, their seventh consecutive loss to the Bears, which is obviously Northern Colorado has been one of the elite teams in the conference with Savannah Smith the last several seasons. But uh, nonetheless, a streak that uh, the Lady Grizz would certainly like to see broken, but it did not happen on uh, Saturday. They were down 8 nothing right off the start, then went on their own 9 nothing run, were up 9-8. to But essentially, that was the last lead that they would have. It was a bit of an accordion game, but the it never got all the way back after that point for uh, Montana, who led for only 60, what, 67 or 69 seconds in this basketball game. Uh, it was impressive. Emma Stockholm, outstanding in this game, had 22 points, but she had 14 points in the first quarter and three minutes. Mm-hmm. So really only, I think only two points in the entire second half. Obviously a major adjustment, a double team defensively, but there was really nobody else that then kind of answered the bell and the Lady Grizz particularly sloppy in the second half when it came to the steals and all of that. Nonetheless, Montana in a, in a very wide open perhaps outside of Montana State Big Sky Conference women's basketball uh, uh side of things uh has had a very nice start to their season. They're 3 and 1. Spoke with Shannon Schwain after the game and just asked what her message to the team was after the 3 and 1 start but despite the disappointing loss. Well, I mean, obviously, this is one we wanted to get here at home. You never want to lose these at home. You don't want other people getting road wins. Um, but, uh, you know, our message was this league is going to be tough. Everybody's going to be jumping up and knocking people off left and right. Uh, it's one game. We've just got to learn something from it and, uh, you know, keep getting better. That's the whole key to the length of the season and, and the goal at the end. So the Lady Grizz, again, now 3-1. and one. Montana State and Montana. Are one two right now. Montana State's four and zero. Lady Grizz three and one. Nobody else is better than two and one in the conference. Sacramento State and Weber State are uh, still winless at zero and three. So that's the good news for the Lady Grizz. They have talent on this team, and the return uh, of of Sophia Styles, who is not one hundred percent. She's she's obviously got the big brace on her knee that she mm-hmm. tore the ACL on. She's also mm-hmm. wearing a big brace on her shoulder and and tweaked her shoulder in this game mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday and uh, is, was clearly in discomfort. So I don't know what, what the issue is there, but certainly her on the floor, a difference maker for this team. Obviously, McKenzie Johnston, a major leader, and the emergence of Abby Anderson, who also went down in this game, initially looked kind of scary, think it's just maybe a, a well I say just but but a a uh 
sprained ankle, uh, who was the conference player of the week a week ago, but she did not return in this basketball game, which was also a significant loss for the Lady Grizz. But there's talent on this team. They are 3-1. and one, But again, it's still a team that is is trying to learn how to win in the way that they once did and, and hasn't gotten all the way there yet. Even with the injuries and even with the struggles that Montana has gone through the last three years, they've still been one of the best teams in the league at home. Mm. Last year, they finished seventh in the league with home wins over eventual NCAA tournament qualifier Portland State, regular season league champ Idaho, and... Idaho State, who was, I believe, the three or four, but beat the top three or three four. Three of the four yeah, teams that yeah. got buys in Boise lost in Missoula yep. last year because the home court advantage is still very real yes, it is. for the Lady Grizz. And that's why Saturday's loss is uh, a tough loss for Montana because yep. Northern Colorado is not what they were under Cami Etheridge with Savannah Smith. They lost. A significant number of players, not only Savannah Smith, who was one of the five all-time leading scorers in the history of the league, but uh, they also had their point guard hit the transfer portal in the offseason. So they're they're replacing several key members of their team. And the schedule for Montana early was good for a team that's trying to get its feet underneath it. They, I think they have some confidence now, the fact that they've been able to win three of their first four Big Sky games and also win eight games overall. So they, they have wins under their belt, which is a good thing for this team because that's something that's eluded Montana the last couple of years. But the, what Shannon Schwain just said right there is 100% spot on. This league is all going to be all about two things for, on the women's side. Protecting home court, especially if you're in the Montana schools because you have the two best home court advantages in the league by far. Yeah. But secondly... When a result happens, no matter what the result is, no matter if you beat Southern Utah by almost 30 like the Bobcats did on Saturday, or you lose a tough one to Northern Colorado at home, you can't let that result impact the next result. You have to start anew every time that there's a new week in league play. Because if you get too high and you're all excited about your 3-1 and start, you're just going to go get swept on the road. And if you get too low and you're dwelling about losing a home game to a team that maybe you thought you were better than, you're also going to go drop a couple, and that's where this thing could get out of control on you is if you mo- lose multiple games in a row because of your mentality, not because of your talent. I do think that with the way that the league is, most of the most proven talent in the big sky is in the state of Montana. The Lady Bobcats, they know how to harness this thing already because they have five seniors. They've been building towards this year. They are the preseason league favorites, and in their four games, the only team to win all four games this first week of Big Sky Conference play, they were blowing people out. I mean, they looked like a well-oiled machine. Everybody's contributing. I, I think that uh, I think nine out of the ten players that played scored. I think they had four players in double figures against Southern Utah after having five in double figures against Northern Colorado. So, I mean, when you got Fallon Freeze scoring 20 points, but then you also have Martha Cooter scoring 19. You also have Olean Squire scoring 11. Now, Teams teams can't choose what to take away from you because they can't take it all away. And so Montana State made us, I thought, made a pretty resounding statement because again, the four teams that the Montana schools played this first eight day stretch are not among the best teams in the league. It's gonna be Idaho, Idaho State, Eastern Washington, and the two Montana schools that are kind of battling it out for those seated spots. Maybe Portland State, we'll see how they fit in the mix. But Three and one for Lady Grizz is certainly good. Yeah, but you can't be too proud of yourselves. Four and zero for Montana State. 
very, very good in the fashion that they did it in. But same narrative for them. They can't they can't rest on their laurels whatsoever. But to me, just watching the two teams, good job by the Lady Grizz to get to where they were. But Montana State, they really made a statement, I thought, just by how handily that they took care of business and just how balanced they looked on both offense and defense. No, again, 91-65 uh, over Southern Utah in, in just dominant. I mean, they've got a couple of 30 to 40 point wins already on this early season uh, do the Lady Cats. So, you know, very impressive here in the early going. Uh, did get a chance uh, also to talk with Emma Stockholm after the game. Again, 22 points in this game. She led the Lady Grizz by far. In fact, the only player in double figures, but emphatically so, was 5 of 7 from beyond the arc. Scored most of those points, though, early in this game in the first, you know, 17, 18 minutes of the game. So, asked her what was working early. I was shooting the ball when I was open. My teammates, I can't thank them enough. They were finding me. They knew that my, I had the hot hand, and they kept feeding it to me, and I just had the confidence to knock them down. So got it going early. Then the defense shifted not as much later on. Go ahead. Emma Stockholm is, is going to be the key for Montana mm. because – Kenzie Johnson is is such a little energizer buddy. She plays so hard. She hardly ever comes out of the game. Forty minutes. She's such Saturday. a she's such a dribble drive type guard though. I mean, she gets puts her head down and she can get to the rack on almost anybody. But she's not that great of a pull up shooter and she's not that great of a spot up shooter. Sophia Styles is a great true point guard, great facilitator. But for the defense to loosen up and not be able to collapse down when those two young ladies are penetrating, it's going to be Stockholm that's going to have to run some screen and rolls mm-hmm. and pick and pop. But if she can step out to the three-point line, which she does have that range, she's proven that she can hit from beyond the arc for her whole career. But it, it, like we always talk about, sometimes in league play, you know what you're going to get from your top two. How well does your third scorer play or how well do they do because so often the matchup does cater towards taking away the the dominant players or at least limiting them and letting the other players try to hurt you you saw emma stockholm really hurt northern colorado then they adjusted and started doubling her get the ball out of her hands but that's all if she's playing well it's an advantage for montana either way because if she's drawn a double it's more room to penetrate and if she's singled up and she can make outside shots she's going to be a key for montana uh, the last question uh, for Emma Stockholm, where do you feel that you're at as a team right now after a 3-1 start? I'm really proud of how we've been playing, and I know we're just going to continue to grow as a team and keep learning from our mistakes, and we're going to do just fine. Well, there you go. Just got to one game, learn, move on to the next one. So that's what you got to do. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Coulter, the Montana State men's basketball team quickly here. A loss at Southern Utah that they swept at home the opening two in Big Sky Conference play, then lost both road games at Northern Colorado and then at Southern Utah, 59-53. Harold Frey had 14 points, three rebounds, three assists. So 19 points in two games for Harold Frey. Uh, Obviously, the caveat is he was being swallowed up by Jonah Rattenbaugh when they were in Greeley, Colorado. But uh, Adamu had a big game in Northern Colorado. He also finished nearly with a double-double, 12 points, nine rebounds uh, for him. Solid game, not outstanding per se for either guy, but nonetheless a, t- a tough place to play in a team that's better than they've been in Southern Utah mm-hmm. and a six-point loss, but now two and two for Montana State. Yeah, I mean, navigating this league is going to be a learning experience for Montana State because not only do they have a new head coach, but they have, by and large, a new roster as well. And Harold Frey, he will find the answers, but... Northern Colorado and then Southern Utah each, they showed what putting 
a bigger physical defensive player on him can do to him. And Frey's gone through stretches like this in his in his career. I mean, he he, he sometimes has lulls scoring the ball. But he'll he'll always find a way. He'll always come out of it. It's never something where it spirals. He never hits rock bottom, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. He'll he'll have a weekend where he kind of struggles like he did this weekend. And he'll figure it out. Because I mean, it's so hard to understate what being a gym rat, being a basketball junkie, being someone that has done nothing but live a life of basketball where you truly are in the gym all That's the all time. Doing, I mean, yeah. Harold Frey has been playing pro basketball since he was fifteen years old. Yeah. It's like Danny Sprinkle always says. The only time I ever think about taking Harold Frey out of the game is if he falls down and like smashes his wrist or hits his head or something like that. Because there's no conditioning issue. Like this guy could play from <laughs> start to finish the whole time yeah. and not even be out of breath. Yeah. But Frey will figure it out. He'll get he'll get in the gym and figure it out. And I do think that right now Montana State also they're they're lacking a key component to their team. Devin Kirby hasn't played, and mm. if they can pair Kirby with Bello and they still continue to get the slashing production they're getting from Adamu and Frey finds himself, now all of a sudden you have four legitimate players that are going to give people problems in the Big State Conference. No doubt. The one thing I'll say, though, for Montana State is they have multiple players who are are good players that can they can hurt you offensively. And I think, again, they have a very good blend of players, some complementary pieces. Harold Frey, though, is the guy that makes it happen. And he is going to be the 100%, no ifs, ands, or buts, first, second, and third scout for every single team that Montana State plays this season. Absolutely. And they should so, just put him on the payroll. It, <laughs> exactly. I mean, who scouts the opponent? Harry, yeah, you do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so He should, though. He should go into Dan Russell and Chris, Chris Haslam and say, hey, here's my scout. Yeah. I mean, Haslam's been around the league for a long time, too. But, I mean, right. Harold Frey, he knows more than... Anybody in terms of, of the ins and outs of the players and the rosters and things. That's right. But he's also going to be the guy on everybody else's list where this is the guy that we have to orient defensively what we're going to do around shutting him down. And so it's he was so good in the non-conference, the first couple of games of conference play at being the guy running the show. And it was an improvement for him to not have Tyler Hall here. I think we're seeing the pendulum start to swing back a little bit where now that there isn't a Tyler Hall to deal with and all of the defensive you know, focus can be on you and slowing you down in the, in the best way possible, that it, it is. This is going to be a higher degree of difficulty season for Harold Frey. I think he's going to be able to deal with that because he's that good of a player. But it's I think there's an adjustment period, uh, not just with Jonah Reddenbaugh, but with the entire defense that, that is going to come for you uh, night in and night out. And that will be that will be a fun thing for me to watch throughout the season. Stutel Nuanis, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We take a break. Wildcard weekend. What a weekend it was. What was the craziest part about it? Well, debate. Next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. 
So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. This list that I have in front of me is unbelievable. We don't have time to do it justice now. We will continue this tomorrow, I am sure. But... Let's at least get started. It's 2TEL Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. If you want to check, catch us out on the podcast, hear everything you heard, including our interview with Trey Flowers, cornerback of the Seattle Seahawks, go to the podcast. Podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. available all the time. And it is there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Here's what happened this weekend in the NFL. You ready? Ready. The Patriots lost at home as a three seed. Yep. Tom Brady's potential last pass as a Patriot was a pick six. The Saints lose again on a potential pass interference non-call. Kirk at Cousins, home to the Vikings, no less. At home to the Vikings, yes. Kirk Cousins was actually good. Clutch even. Two games went into overtime. Deshaun Watson got lambasted at the same time by two guys, spun out of it to throw the game-winning, what turned out to be the game-winning play. I mean, absolutely a legendary play. The Cowboys have hired Mike McCarthy, and Carson Wentz, the first time he gets a chance to play in the postseason, gets knocked out of the game in, either was it late first quarter, early second quarter, but very early on, and in in, in, in late first quarter, David tells me, and uh, was not able to be impactful in this game, in a game that would, I think, have come down to the wire had he been able to play in it. Unbelievable list of things. What to you is the biggest stunner on this list? Yeah. Kirk Cousins playing well in a good game. <laughs> Spoken I mean, like a true Vikings I mean, fan. No, I mean, let's be straight up the I mean, Kirk Cousins, there's so many statistics that revolve around this guy, but how many guys have you ever been able to say, like, if you were to truly identify all the big games he's ever played in, that his team has lost every single one of them until this game. And I, I know that sometimes the stats become skewed to fit the argument and maybe somebody throws in a Monday night football game in the regular season and calls it a big game, but in prime time, on Monday night yep. football, on Sunday night football. Oh, and on Monday night. I mean, yep. he, he, had, yep. he had never won. And in this game, the Vikings were balling on defense. I mean, I, I was having this thought that Everson Griffin has had what. NFL front office executives would call quote-unquote character issues ever since he was in high school. Now that his career has played out in the NFL, at last year, he, he basically had a psychotic episode and he had to leave the team. And he had to go you know, get himself some real help. I mean, he, I think he was in a mental hospital. But the point of the story is that if Everson Griffin wasn't unstable... Well, first of all, he probably wouldn't be the player that he is, but also he would be way more marketable. The guy is one of the best edge guys yeah. in the league. Yeah. As far as power rushing defensive ends, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a guy that's better. There's a lot of guys that are speed at DNs, like Khalil Mack and Von Miller. They get all the endorsement deals, and they're way more marketable, and they're way more household names. Everson Griffin is a savage, man, and he was destroying the Saints. And uh, but all I kept thinking was, how are the Vikings going to blow this? How are they going to blow it? And they almost did until Captain Kirk comes up and makes one of the best throws of his career, dimes up Adam Thielen, and the Vikings... Right on, off into the sunset. I will say, as a Vikings fan, I haven't been as excited about a game and a result in years. Yeah. And it was epic to watch. I was screaming at the TV. You know me. I don't cheer or scream at anything when I'm not. watching it. Yep. I was freaking out, screaming. But on the other hand, I feel bad that because the Saints are the most complete team in the NFC, See, and now they're out. I 
I love that we're getting Seattle in Green Bay. I think it's going to be great. I hate that the Saints are out. And this is not against the Vikings at all. I, will, I, thought, I still think that the New Orleans Saints are the best team in the NFC. They're the best team in the NFC. They lost that game, though, and that's it, and that's all. Here, I'm going to make an argument quickly against Kirk Cousins, which is actually going to be an argument for Kirk Cousins. You ready for this? What happened the play before he made the greatest shot throw of his career? Marcus Lattimore goes down with an ankle injury. So what do they do? You go deep against the backup cornerback, and we'll throw it up there and make the play. Guess what they did? And it was a dime piece. Don't kid yourself. Great throw. But again, this is what this is the NFL. It's savage. What happens when one guy goes down? That's where we're applying the pressure. Okay, so so. Kirk Cousins, sure, monkey off the back, all of that. There's more to it than just he went out there and made a great play. They found a weakness as a result of an injury in the secondary and threw the football there, which you should do. Okay, so that's the first. But here's the other thing. You said already the defense played great. At some point, if you haven't won on Monday Night Football, it does come back to you as a quarterback. But this is the team game of all team games. There's no such thing as the quarterback unless you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing you football games, okay? <laughs> so he, is, he isn't a great quarterback. He is a good quarterback on a team that is sort of up and down and has is very, very solid, in, in fact, outstanding defensively. When Dalvin Cook is there, they're outstanding in the running game, but it's up to everybody to win a football game, not just him. And so I don't hold that whole primetime thing. I'm not, that doesn't mean much to me. We'll get into a lot more of this, but I'll believe Tom Brady's done with the Patriots when I see it. I'm not believing any of that narrative. That's garbage. Carson Wentz is not... He's not injury-prone. He got slammed on his head by Javion Clowney. That narrative needs to go away as well. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into the Mike McCarthy of the Cowboys, but I do think that that's a significant upgrade over the hand clapper. And uh, Deshaun Watson, glad to see it because I love me some Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson was absolutely magic. Absolutely magic in a game that they should have lost. They won because of him. Uh, by the way, Tom Brady may well be done in New England. He ain't done playing football, but he might no. be done in New England. That, though, highlight for me. See you, Pats. Speaking of, we'll see you tomorrow. To tell Nuan is ESPN Radio. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.